All right, welcome back to the channel today, ladies and gentlemen, my friends. And I was thinking earlier today, what video could I make for you today that would be really, really valuable and help you to understand a lot of what's going on in the economy right now? Because I know many of you are not in the private community, so you don't see that video I make that takes 20 to 30 hours every month and is you know one hour one hour 20 minutes long and goes through all of the macro goes through every different country and you know usa uk europe canada sometimes australia etc so today i thought that i would talk about some of these points and just look at some of the bigger picture so you can see what's actually happening because i don't know about you but i watched Biden's uh, State of the Union address yesterday. And I've got to say, that was a really we weird, unusual uh, speech to watch because I wasn't sure which side of Biden we were going to get yesterday. Uh, but he, he tended to be quite fluid, which was good because it made it easier to listen to. But some of the statements and claims that he made were, were just outrageous, uh, really, really outrageous. So I thought we'd look at some of his statements. We'd look at the economy. We'll look at Powell. So what did Jerome Powell say recently and about rates and things like that? But we'd also look at Janet Yellen, who is about as out of touch as anybody can really be on the economy and what she said about jobs and uh, things like that. So let's begin there then. And the main point I want to focus on is that Biden said, uh, and he, well, he keeps saying this quite a lot. Uh, he keeps drumming it in. I think it's that whole seven, say it seven times principle and people will start to believe it. And he keeps going on about how the USA has the strongest economy in history right now. But another claim that was made was that uh, Biden's paid off all this debt. I don't know exactly how much it was, one to two trillion dollars, basically. Well, again, that is just not accurate. And if we just look on the shared screen here a moment, I mean, this stuff is not difficult to fact check. You go on here, United States government debt, and you look at the level of debt. And you can see this chart is increasing. <laughs> it's not going down. We can then look at the debt clock. We can look at all these things and we can see what's happening. It wasn't long ago I said we were about to hit $31 trillion of national debt in the USA. Well, look where we are now. We've added, well, I keep saying we, it's nothing to do with me or you. This is the government. They've added $541 billion in a very short period of time. And now we've got all of these arguments over the debt ceiling, which is going to be very interesting to see what happens. But every time this has happened, you've seen a shutdown, you've seen issues like this, and then they raise the debt ceiling again. So in January 23, the nation hit the 31.4 trillion debt limit Congress passed in 2021. So again, not long ago that the debt limit was passed, and now they need to lift it again. Republican lawmakers control the House of Representatives and said they won't raise the debt limit unless Democrats who control the Senate agree to budget cuts. And this is the key thing. Budget cuts are needed right now to bring this debt level down. And a lot of people always say, no, Neil, we can just keep printing more and more and raising the debt and it's not going to make a difference. Well, that is not actually correct. And the reason it's not correct is, yes, there are there is a huge demand on US dollars around the world. 
and there will be for some time yet. But eventually, you are going to create too much inflation if you just keep creating more and more currency without any sort of uh, limits on that. So what else have we got here? A 5.6 increase year over year was the national debt. Uh, by August 2022, the national debt had grown to 30.8 trillion. Now, if we look down a little bit here, so one of the things he took a lot of credit for was the Inflation Reduction Act, which I've said many times is not an Inflation Reduction Act. It's actually an Inflation Explosion Act. You just haven't seen it yet. And I know people think this theory that I keep pushing out is crazy, and I get it all the time, and I read the comments, but I really do believe this is what's going to happen. We're seeing this... Um, level of disinflation coming in now, which means the inflation is lowering. But I do believe that we are going to go into a period again of more inflation. And I talked about this before, and I'm not sure if it's going to be two peaks or three peaks, but I definitely think we're going to see a second peak. And I was listening to an interview today with Kathy Wood from ARC, uh, the ARC Fund, who is, you know, the go-to guru for all the media outlets, even though she's been completely wrong for the last three years. And the interview was baffling. And I'm sure if you've watched her for a few years, you'll understand what I'm saying here. But she was talking about how they've been right all along these last three years. We've been right. No investors have left. Um, we've been calling deflation for three years and now deflation's here. Deflation isn't here. We're just seeing disinflation. Deflation is where we go negative. So it was a really strange interview. I wasn't really sure what to, to make of it. And also saying that the fund has done really well and um, that no one's left, no investors have left. It, it was a really strange thing because it's very easy to check the outflows. So it's kind of like we're in the twilight zone right now with all of these people and watching all the different experts and gurus and Powell and Biden and all these other people, because pretty much what they say, the opposite tends to be true in a lot of cases. It's the most bizarre thing. Now, the other thing he said was that the Inflation Reduction Act uh, is being paid for by raising taxes on corporations and the ultra-wealthy. Again, completely untrue. I, it's, it's crazy, these things. Remember, I did this video here. I think it was a couple, uh, it's a few weeks ago now on a Friday. And I talked about these taxes that he had increased. And these are taxes which, yes, they were put onto these companies, but the companies have now passed these taxes on to the consumer. If you're in the USA, if you're in uh, California right now, why don't you tell me what your natural gas bill is? Because I know it's gone up three times. I know a lot of these bills for you and coal, which is electricity and a lot of other things here. I know that these things are going up. And even this corporate income tax that he keeps talking about is not a corporate income tax. It is a tax on your 401k. So it's not corporations that are paying for this. It is you. It's, it's the citizens. It's, it's really strange how they um, keep twisting all this. So what about Trump? What did he do? Well, he added 6.7 trillion to the debt between 2017 and 2020. So that was a 33% increase. So that was a significant increase. But you've got to bear in mind what was going on at the time. 
uh, Obama before him. So Trump did 33%, but look what Obama did. He did 74%. People never talk about this. They never talk about this with Obama. Uh, George Bush, 101% increase. And you can just keep going back. Uh, Clinton did a 32% increase. You can just keep going back and back and back with these things. So what I'm saying is none of these presidents are uh, you know, completely whiter than white here. Now, looking at US gross federal debt to GDP, again, another strange one talking about how strong and all oh, this is coming down. No, it's not. This is data. You know I love my statistics and data because you can't fool me. Uh, the media can't fool me, not that I ever watch it, or if I do, I do the polar opposite of what they say because I just look at the numbers and I highly recommend you do the same whenever they're trying to fool you and get you to do stuff and take actions, just look at the data and you won't be steered wrong. So this is federal debt to GDP, gross domestic product. It is extremely high. And if we even look at a max chart here, you're going back to World War II sort of era. And even then it wasn't as high as it is right now. So this whole you know, talk of the strongest economy is absolute nonsense. What else have we got then? Well, we've got Powell. Let's move on to Jerome Powell here then. And this is really a hot debate at the moment. So Powell says further rate hikes needed. So the markets have already factored in or priced in that there aren't going to be any more rate hikes. They think maybe another 25 basis points, but that is pretty much it. They are not anticipating more rate hikes. And this is what I find really worrying and disturbing about the Fed and what their strategy is right now. He said, if the job situation remains very hot, so we're talking about employment here, and I'm going to show you that they are way off on the unemployment numbers. I mean, it's so far off, it's ridiculous. He said, it may well be the case that we have to do more. That is what is disturbing. So he's basically saying there that they want to create more unemployment. They want to destroy more jobs because when they were referencing all the, the layoffs that have been taking place, and if you think with all the tech companies, huge, huge amounts of layoffs, he's saying it's a start, but it's not yet enough. That tells you what their priorities are. They don't want to bring inflation down with the, the usual metrics, the important metrics and uh, cutting um, a lot of the budgets and other. Th and the other thing that made me laugh was they actually, Yellen said, Biden's top priority is bringing down inflation. Well, newsflash, you don't bring down inflation by creating more money, more currency. I mean, this is just basic uh, economics 101. Currency supply, you expand the currency supply, you've now got more currency chasing this same pool of goods and services. So for him to say, oh, you know, I'm bringing down inflation, all these other things, He's not. We live now in a disinflationary or actually more of a deflationary world, especially in tech. Tech is deflationary in nature. So actually, if the government and the Fed just got out of the way, we would be in a deflationary monetary um, cycle right now. But what they did was they created too much currency. So every time you see all these new bills passed, oh, 
oh, we're going to send hundreds of billions here and we're going to, you know, this is a trillion dollars here. That is inflationary in nature. Do not believe the double speak where they say it's an Inflation Reduction Act. No, it expands inflation. And you keep hearing this, which is ignored by the markets, where they say they're determined not to declare victory prematurely. So again, they're talking about inflation. And I believe it's because they've seen what I've seen and that there may be this second peak of inflation coming. And it's very hard to know when it will come. But do I see what I've heard a lot of economists saying and that we're going to be very close to this 2% inflation target by year end or Kathy Wood thinks we're going to be below it and all this strange stuff. No, I really don't see inflation at 2% by year end. I really don't. Maybe 4 or 5%, but 2%, no, I just don't see it. What else has Powell said? He's argued that easing pressure in the labor market is part of the answer to calling off inflation in core services, excluding housing, a measure he has highlighted. So this is what they're not liking at the moment. They're not liking these 53-year lows, which is complete nonsense, by the way. And I want to show you this in a moment when we've got some alternative data. But here's uh, Janet Yellen called the US economy strong and resilient. I think she's honestly been drinking this uh, Kool-Aid way too much. She's got some sort of cognitive dissonance going on here. Um, and I guess that's what happens if you start believing your own lies, saying it remains on a path where a recession can be avoided. No, you, you, we're already in a recession. They keep saying that it can be avoided. How can you avoid something? It's like saying, oh, we can avoid hitting that, that wall, uh, hitting that lamppost in the car when you're already sat and you're in a wreck around the lamppost. No, you've already hit the lamppost. The pace of increases in the CPI, which peaked at 9.1% in the year through June, has since declined to 6.5%. And again, this is where she's saying that this was Biden's top priority. Uh, I think not. You don't have a recession when you have 500,000 jobs and the lowest unemployment rate in more than 50 years, she said. Well, let me just show you what the genuine data is. So this is from John Williams at Shadow Stats, a fantastic forecaster. I really add a lot of weight to his forecast. So this just came out yesterday and he's got unemployment at 24.5%. And he's got use. So you've got different levels. Um, I won't go through those different levels, but the government tends to use U3. That's their official. Uh, we can go through what all of the U's mean on another video. But even if you look at the broadest U6, it's still way below what Shadow Stats has it at. So he actually has unemployment at 24.5%. Now, let me show you why this is crucial. And they say that it's the lowest in 50 years. Well, firstly, no, it's not. Unemployment is the worst on record, apart from if we look at the Great Depression here, uh, 29, 3.2%. It increased, this is where you had the market crash, to 8.7% in 1930. And then it increased again in 31. That's when you had the Dust Bowl to 15.9%, let me get a little closer. Then in 32, 23.6%, these were the tax hikes under Hoover. 
33 was the FDR New Deal. We now have uh, Biden Green New Deal. So you can see 24.9%. And look how persistent this was. Look how sticky the unemployment was. It took a long time to come back down again. And it wasn't really until the war that we started to see a dramatic decline in unemployment. And by 1944, when Bretton Woods actually happened, we had a 1.2% unemployment rate. So you look at this 24.5%, which they are lying and saying is the lowest in 50 years. It's not. It's actually the worst. You're on par here with the worst year, which was 33 of the Great Depression. So this is bad. You just don't know it yet. And this is everywhere now. Everyone's talking about this. Again, I don't like CNN. I, I don't watch any of their news, but even they are putting out uh, genuine information in some regards at the moment. And that is Zoom will lay off 1300 employees and the CEO is taking a massive pay cut. And I thought this was really funny when you, you know, read about the uh, CEO, Eric Yuan here, and they've painted him out to be some sort of a saint that he's taking this massive pay cut. No, he, he owns shares in the company. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what's going on here. He owns a load of shares. So don't worry, he will be fine. Just firing all these uh, employees alone. And if they're probably going to do a share buyback or something like that, will give him a massive pay boost. So don't worry about uh, Eric here. But what is going to be happening with lending then? Well, this is from the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. And we actually got it on uh, uh, Reuters here. So there's a lot of issues coming down the line here, including loan quality to deteriorate across all loan types. Uh, we talked about this as one of the catalysts for when you could see some major issues with the banks. Because if your bank is making a lot of loans and these loans go bad, or you're seeing a huge amount of delinquencies now in the auto industry, numbers are big, they are rising rapidly. Well, if your bank has loaned your money out and then these debts have gone bad, how do you think they're gonna pay you out in the future? This is where and why they have these bail-in laws because one of the measures for bringing in the bail-in law, yes, we haven't really seen it in the USA and a lot of Western countries hit properly yet. But one of the reasons they brought this in was because they know there's a lot of bad debt out there. And if we have this spiral and it just starts collapsing, because we haven't seen a great deleveraging for a long time. It's been a while since I've even talked about it. Most people don't even know much about this because they don't really study it in school. But if we see a delevering, uh, deleveraging start to occur, things are going to get very bad very quickly. So I could go on for, uh, like I do in the private community, I could go on for two or three hours on all of this. I didn't even get through probably 20% of all of my no, I, in fact, I haven't. I've only gotten through probably 15 to 20% of all of my notes here, but I'll wrap up here today because I think that probably gives you a good indication of what is the truth right now. It is not what you're being told. The economy is not really strong. You are in a recession. And again, you can measure a recession in different ways, but if you're struggling right now or your family's struggling or your neighbor's struggling, then you're already in a recession. You don't need to wait for the media to tell you that, oh, by the way, there was a recession, um, but it was o it's over now, so don't worry. No, a recession is, is 
what it means to you, as well as the, you know, two negative quarters of GDP, which they don't even use that anymore because it wouldn't be good. Um, it wouldn't look good for the politicians. But let's wrap it up there today. Uh, tomorrow, I think I'm going to cover the global risk report from the WEF. Always an exciting and, and popular video. So I will see you tomorrow. Take care. God bless. And uh, we'll talk next then.